Truth Jihad Radio is 100% crowdfunded and therefore fearless and independent. Please help us stay that way. You can subscribe at my Substack. That's kevinbarrett.substack.com. Or you could send a one-time PayPal donation to truthjihad at gmail.com. Welcome back to the second hour of tonight's live broadcast of Truth Jihad Radio. I'm Kevin Barrett, broadcasting from the studio at the top of a house in Sadia, Morocco. Um, it's, uh, well, it's, it's where I fled of the American collapse that I talked about in the first hour with Dmitry Orlov. And it's an interesting perch to look out the window and get a slightly different view of what's going on in the world, specifically what just happened uh, over in occupied Palestine. Apparently we have a truce a ceasefire uh, and some hostages have been released. And so that's the latest, but what, what really set all this off? Uh, what happened on October 7th? There's a parallel with nine 11 in that immediately on and around nine 11, all of the, the Muslims and especially Arab Muslims that I knew in Madison, Wisconsin at the time, knew right away that this official story of an Al-Qaeda attack was highly unlikely, and they figured it was probably done by Zionists one way or another. I actually kind of leaned towards that myself, but I was actually the least convinced that it was a false flag of anybody I knew in that Muslim community in Madison in 2001. As it turns out, they were all right, and the Mainstream Americans slowly started figuring it out. Pretty soon there was a truth movement, but most of the truth movement never got all the way around to figuring out that it was the Zionists that did it. Well, now with the Alexa storm operation on October 7th, we have the American truth movement types thinking that it was all some big Israeli conspiracy, but the Muslims and the Arab street seemed to realize that what we actually saw was a complete disaster and collapse uh, from the point of view of the Israeli military forces that were routed by uh, Hamas and allied resistance groups on October 7th, and that the big uh, truth, the, the explosive truth of October 7th is comparable to the 9-11 inside job truth is not that this was some kind of Israeli conspiracy, but rather that it was actually the Israeli defense forces that killed the majority and probably the vast majority of Israeli civilians that died that day. And that explosive truth could radically shift the view of the public that's been propagandized by the media if they ever hear about it. Well, my guest in the first half of this hour, Ken Meyercord, is trying to make sure that they hear about it. He's been sending out stuff uh, investigating who really killed those Israeli civilians, including at that music festival, the Israeli Woodstock. I'm not sure why they're having a music festival right next to the Gaza concentration camp wall. But, hey, I guess that's one place to have your Israeli Woodstock. Anyway, let's uh, talk to Ken about it. Welcome, Ken Meyercord. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. Good to have you back. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate your work. Uh, you can... You don't need the camera, though, so you can save the bandwidth, uh, turn off the camera, give me a smaller audio file to deal with when I edit. <laughs> you and, want to uh, tell me how I do that? Uh, yeah, well, we're on Skype, and so if you hover with your cursor over your Skype, the bottom of your window, 
you'll see a bunch of icons and there's this movie camera type icon and you right. click that to turn your camera on or off. Okay. So okay. change background. Uh, no, no, how about you don't change the background. You just find the icon. There's a hang up icon right next to your hang up icon. There's a movie camera icon. You click on that. Not the microphone icon. Oh, there we That's go. Okay. So, I got it. There we go. Okay. So we're uh, we're ready to roll now with our audio only uh, radio interview. So, Ken, uh, when did you first become suspicious about these Israeli accounts that the crazy Hamas psycho killers swarmed around beheading 40 babies and mowing down vast crowds of poor, defenseless Israeli civilians, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now <laughs> you're testing my memory. Uh, but I, the first thing I saw was uh, the radio uh, interview of some lady who was in one of the kibbutz uh, and was talking about how the Israeli army came in with their guns a-blazing and were shooting into buildings, uh, uh, containing the, both the, the Hamas fighters and the, the hostages, um, that concerned the kibbutz, which I, I've been pushing as well, that you, you look at the damage, you know, they're saying, oh, they set the, the Hamas set these building, homes on fire to burn the people out and whatnot, and yet there are these big holes in the reinforced concrete that only tank fire could have made. The Hamas didn't have weapons for that. Um, and uh, so that's that's the first and that particular interview was on a radio, uh, Israeli radio station, and was immediately somebody caught it uh, before that, uh, before it got deleted. Um, and so, but when did I hear about the the music festival? I guess, boy, I'm trying to remember. It it was something on the internet. I, th there's a group in India actually. Hindustani News or something like that, that does some very good reporting uh, on this stuff. And I may have read something they had out there. Oh, no, is it? No, it was on uh, VT News, as a matter of fact. You probably right, saw yeah. that. I, I think, yeah, I think Max Blumenthal might have reported on it, too. Um, well, I only learned recently that Max, I, I hate to admit it, but I don't, uh, there's so many sites out there, sometimes I don't get to the gray zone every day. Um, so I, did, I just did see his uh, or read his interview with Chris Hedges. And, yeah, he's uh, he's on top of it. Um, but anyway, then there was uh, so there was a thing in VT News. Uh, there was another report. Where did I see that? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it, it, and then uh, I mean, that got me started. Uh, uh, try and I don't. I don't remember what convinced me that it, it had happened, but it was before the that uh, police report uh, by the Israeli police said, yeah, one of our helicopter uh, gunships may have fired on the uh, Isra the hostages as well as the uh, festival goers. Uh, and uh, supposedly in, in the VT news report or whatever the other one was, uh, they talked about 28 helicopter gunships, not one. And I imagine every one of them was confused as to who was who out there. Uh, but what the you'll love, I don't know, I, I suspect you'll love my own little uh, addition to the the more or less official story now that, that yeah, the Israelis fired on their own people. And uh, 
who knows how many they killed. You know, there's supposed to be 4,400 festival goers at that thing. I had no idea it was that big. Uh, yeah, that, and, and and apparently they didn't they move it or reschedule it or something. Well, uh, they yeah, it had been going on I think for Thursday and Friday, and it was supposed to end on Friday, and then they decided uh, they to hold it over one more night. They're supposed to have an all night party Friday night, and uh, so they were still. I, it may not have forty four may have been the maximum crowd. Whether there were that many there still Saturday morning, it's hard to say. But at six a.m. Uh, when Hamas started firing the rockets north. And the sirens went off. Um, that was the first uh, word that something was going on. And then the actual fighting around the festival uh, started a half an hour later. Uh, and my my own theory, and I've been trying to you know find video or whatever that might uh, prove my theory uh, right, is that you know the, the Hamas uh, paragliders. Uh, their their target originally was the the neighboring kibbutz, Kafar, no Riem, something like that. Um, and in, there is a video out there of the revelers of the festival goers dancing and whatnot. And in the far background in the sky, you see one of these paragliders about a mile away uh, coming in to attack the kibbutz, and. With the gunfire and everything, panic hit the, the festival growers. They started getting in their cars and, and uh, trying to leave in a big traffic jam and whatever. And my, my theory is that the uh, Hamas fighters did, uh, did uh, attack that kibbutz. It's, it's spelled R-E-I-M, I think, uh, or R-E apostrophe I-M. And uh, the... The kibbutz had notified the Israeli army that they were under attack. The Israeli army sent the gunships and the pilots looking down on that crowd at the festival all running every which way. <laughs> thought that's where the action was and started firing on it. And they were they were virtually told, uh, according to one report, to, to treat it as a free fire zone. You shoot anything that moves. Uh, so uh, I, that, you know, I hopefully someday... Uh, it's it's a not a very important point maybe whether uh, uh, the Hamas fighters did change their target to the festival uh, as well as the kibbutz I think they did go into the kibbutz uh, or not uh, this is something I've I'd, I'd been wondering about right I've been trying to think of the scenario and I've seen quite a not a quite a several uh, videos of Hamas young men, but not in uniform, and not even with weapons. One, one video is of them, or photograph is of them, going through a, a broken fence into a kibbutz, and they're on their bicycles and whatnot, and not a weapon in sight. And then there's a video of a young Israeli girl being on the back of a motorcycle, being taken to Gaza, and there are a couple of, uh, in addition to the driver of the motorcycle, there are a couple of hangers on I didn't see any weapons that they had either. So my my theory is the initial attack was by the real Hamas combat troops. Um, just like we would send the SEALs in. We did send the SEALs into Afghanistan before we sent the army in to soften things up. And so these, I think the uh, 
the the, the combat troops were actually in uniforms and they had really had weapons, uh, including RPGs as well as uh, um, automatic uh, guns, rifles. Uh, and then once they breached the fence and were uh, gaining control of these kibbutz, team, uh, word spread in in Gaza City. Hey, the fence is open and probably spread by Hamas uh, one way or another that, hey, there's the fence is open. Go out there, capture some Israelis and we'll give you a hundred bucks for everyone that you, you bring back to Gaza. Uh, and so this is really a ragged. It's a mob almost. And, uh, you know, the Israelis like to say, oh, they was raping the women and beheading people and whatnot. I have seen <laughs> virtually no video that displayed. Hamas, either the, the mob or the fighters themselves. How about you? 